Meanwhile, in the pod cave. Another edition, long-awaited edition of the Podman. I'm Brad. I'm Brian. I'm Podman Ron. And we have got, uh, there's been a lot of stuff going on, but we, uh, you know what, maybe it's just been such a deluge, no pun intended there for uh, uh, hurricane victims, but such a deluge of nerd news out there that we've all been, uh, you know, just trying to wrap our heads around it uh, with Disney announcements going on left and right with Marvel stuff and movies or series that we never even dreamt of and Amazon coming up with the, possibly the best comic book series in a while. Uh, Dragon Con. Brian, have you been to Galaxy's Edge yet, I'm assuming? Uh, we went uh, Saturday. Right, well, there yes. you go. So there's a lot of a lot of shiznit to talk about. Podman Ron, where do we start? Let's start with. What do y'all want to start with? I don't care. So we'll we start with the boys. Start with the uh, boys. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. It was good. It was good. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> no, I loved it. I thought it was great. I, hey, I didn't want I loved it, to it end. too. I, I I thought it was really good. I I really I really did like it. It was very entertaining. Uh, like uh, I enjoyed it so much Uh-oh. that I went back and read yeah all seventy ish issues of the boys. Wow! And he has inspired me to do the same. I want to I want to get into to uh, reading the boys. Uh, well, the, oh. while, while the when the series came out on Amazon, uh, one of my favorite uh, sites, Humble Bundle, had like all whatever it was five omnibuses for like twelve dollars or something like that. I didn't buy them, but I'm just saying you could have. Well, if you're a Comicsology Unlimited subscriber, yeah, you can get them all, almost all of them, for free. Yeah. So well, there you go. So yeah, and I'll and I'll say this. Um, Kind of like the Watchmen movie. You know, we said the Watchmen movie, the the ending made more sense than, than the comic did. You right. know, uh, right. uh, uh, uh Adrian yeah. Veidt, uh, creating, yeah, the space amoeba versus him just pinning it all on, on Dr. Manhattan. Uh, the, the end of season one made more sense here than it did in, uh, the comic. So it was a much uh, a neater bow to kind of wrap at the end of the season and kind of pitch you into next season. So, and you very, said very that good. that the series was a little bit more tame than the 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 comic book, right? The series is more tame the than the comic series. book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the uh, the comic I mean, it's seventy issues, right? So. I think they kind of knew where they wanted to get to eventually, but there's a lot of detours, and especially the first two story arcs, uh, there was a lot of just kind of like shock for the sake of shock. Uh, after the first two story arcs, it starts to tighten up a little bit, 
and then it's it's less of the, uh, the like the side side arc stories and more of the and honestly less of the shock factor at that point because uh, I guess the first two story arcs you know we're we're observing it through uh, they call him Wee Huey in the comic because it's he's Irish right and they drew him after Simon Pegg which is kind of cool because uh, Huey's dad and the TV show is Simon Pegg. So there's a nice callback, but, um, but, you know, uh, uh, the first few story arcs are, I guess, kind of like putting you in the universe. So you kind of understand just how bad it is. Uh, and then it kind of gets better and gets into the mythology and, and kind of he- gets on track as far as where it's heading. Um, so you got to kind of power through the first like 12 issues though yeah. and get into the better stuff. I'm gonna give it a try, and uh, I I enjoyed the I enjoyed the show. You know, I've read the first couple of issues of The Boys a long time ago, and I, it never really struck my attention. But based on what you've been saying about it, I'm gonna give it another shot and see. The show is at least first season one is better than the comic was. Like, unlike because it's also by Seth. Uh, um, uh, Rogan, right? So the same people that did the Punisher or the um, Preacher. Preacher TV show are doing this. Um, but where they kind of diverged and kind of made some questionable decisions, questionable decisions in Preacher, it's like they made, uh, they diverged a little, but the stuff they did makes it a lot tighter uh, story and, and a lot more sense. So uh, there's a, uh, the only time it re- after that first two story arcs, the only time it gets really kind of like messed up again <laughs> is uh, there's a story arc called Hero Gasm. <laughs> uh, it's, it was actually like a miniseries, <laughs> but uh, it's pretty, pretty, pretty funny what they do. So the uh, give it a shot. Uh, the Hero Gasm probably not spoiling much of anything, but uh, the, it was a miniseries. It was like four or five issues, but. Um, and it's in the omnibuses. But uh, basically all of the heroes, it starts off and there's some sort of cosmic threat, you know, approaching Earth. And so all the heroes have to band together. And they're telling you this through the, the newscasts. Well, it, what it actually turns out is they all just go to, like, uh, uh, um, Club Med. Like, all of the heroes just leave and go on, like, a week-long vacation. And, um but they tell everyone that they're actually fighting some sort of cosmic threat. <laughs> there are, there is no cosmic threat. It's all a farce. Just, that's so. what those heroes do. Well, it was great. Yeah, I, uh, I wasn't crazy about the, uh, uh, the, the fish guy, but he kind of, uh, he kind of, he kind of grew on me. I liked him. Oh, the but, fish uh, guy, the deep, yeah, the deep, the deep, yeah. The deep, yeah. Well, what was funny is Molly. There wasn't really a problem with it. Because I like Carbon, and I really like the guy who played what's his name, the main Butcher, kid. Billy Butcher. Yeah, I like him, but I'm talking about the kid that played Simon Pegg. Huey or Huey, I like That's that. That's uh, yeah. Jack Quaid. I, I liked him. I liked the actor. You know, he he had he had a little bit of charisma on him, but every time it got to their part in the show, it was kind of boring. You're right. It, it was. You're right. Yeah. I, I wanted to go back to the hero part. That was the interesting stuff. So it was like. You know, every time we, you know, we go back to the boys, it was like, uh, all right. no, and, those but people. I will say this about Carl Urban. 
he would make an awesome Wolverine. I think he would be a wow. fantastic. Every time I no, I'm serious. Every time I was watching it, all I could think about is he looked like Wolverine. He he just I think he would have made a great Wolverine. So you know, all right? So the boys. So- so we're MCU's still looking for a. Uh, if Wolverine. we're still looking for a Wolverine, I mean, we've got uh, we've got our Moon Knight. Uh, I don't know if we've got our She Hulk quite yet or Miss Marvel. But, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Uh, Who's what the cast is Moon Knight? Well, let's. Uh, I don't. Or let's, oh, uh, you haven't heard this. I don't. Is it official? Official or just? Uh, I don't know. But honestly, as as polarizing as the choice is going to sound, why not? Right? Uh, uh, why not? And I think you could honestly pull it off. Shia LaBeouf. Oh, God. Yeah, oh, no. This is why we don't record anymore. You know, think, uh, you know, Marvel. Can I go ahead and go on record to say, and like, yeah. and I was, I was going to not announce it, but I was going to talk about tonight that I've gotten back into reading Moon Knight. Oh, okay. I don't know what got me Which back version? I read. Uh, well, it's funny you should say that. I went back to... Um, the, the 2005 or 2006 version where it was, uh, David Finch was doing the draw. Right. Uh, the stuff is fantastic. I mean, those first, that was when Bendis issues, was writing it. Oh my God. Those first 10 issues were just, you know, it's kind of like, you know, he's crippled and he's trying to get back into the hero game. It's really such a good series. And so I've, so now my whole thing is to reread all the Moon Knights. Wow. And, but now you've just ruined it by telling me how shallow the buff's going to be. Well, let's take a step. So at D23, they, uh, we announced things we didn't, I don't know if we expected some announcements to come up about new, uh, Marvel TV shows. We saw a little bit of, uh, concept art from, uh, the Black Widow movie, uh, and yep. Scarlet and Vision, uh, or Scarlet Vision, just forget about the end part of it. Uh, is that, uh, hopefully, Ronnie, this is right up your alley. Actually, if we got Scarlet and Vision, Scarlet Witch and Vision, you're- it's WandaVision. WandaVision, uh, thank uh, you, yes, yeah. Yes. Uh, and maybe looks like it's set in a 50s type era or something, which is one of your favorite eras. Uh, what's not like to, uh, what's, what don't you like about this so far? No, one division I really like because I'll tell okay. you why, because okay. it, it sounds to me like she's losing her mind and like she's doing that whole, if, if you remember the Avengers disassembled book, that's what she kind of did. She didn't, you know, she recreated her kids out of nothing and she was like having this happy home. Right. Um, because she had lost sense of reality. So. I think they're I think kind of going we're going to see. I think that's what we're going to see. And I think she may be part of the whole Dr. Strange. You know, I know she is, but right. I think that show is going to lead into the Dr. Strange movie. Wow. Uh, so we get, we've got, we had that, uh, what else? And then the, the new stuff that we, we, I guess we saw a little bit of artwork or concept work from Falcon and winter soldier, which, you know, we'll see what happens. And, uh, then the new ones, She-Hulk, uh, Miss Marvel, and Moon Knight, right? Is that, does that sound right, Brian? Brian just posted, call him back. I guess he dropped. Oh, well, I, I wondered that you, you got more than one sentence in, so I figured maybe something, <laughs> something odd had happened there. All right, let's call see. Back. Let's see if we can get him, get him back in here. He must be having problems with, uh, due to the inclement weather of Hurricane Dorian or, 
whatever it is that uh, we'll see. Brian, do we have you back yet? I'm back. Sorry about that. All right. That's fine. So we, we've got Brian back, and I was just recapping, Brian, uh, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, and She-Hulk TV shows for uh, coming out from Marvel. Uh, what, do we, what do we think about that? Well, I mean, I was pitching Moon Knight back in the day on Netflix, right? I actually liked your idea, and I always give credit for that, Brian. I always thought that was a good idea that you had with Moon Knight back then. And I think, I mean, I'm glad now, considering what happened to the Netflix shows, (laughs) that they did, that they saved Moon Knight, but that was a, I think that was a better idea than what they'll probably come up with here, but you know, um, I thought that was a really cool idea. Yeah, yeah, have him like as a uh, a background character the whole time, driving a cab here, working a hot dog stand there, stuff like that. Well, yeah, or just being Stephen Grant on this show, and then Jake Lockley on this show, and then you know Mark Spector on this show, and then people be like. Well, that's, you know. That seems odd. Yeah. And, and that seems odd. For those who aren't aware, at least, and I guess Moon Knight has had, you know, when we joked around saying which version of Moon Knight, Moon Knight has been around since the late, mid-70s, late-70s or so, uh, as a comic book character, but has gone through, you know, a half dozen or so iterations. Uh, well, like I said, I and was origin really stories getting, and everything, right? I've been getting back into to this run, and, like, it's... You know, of course, there's parallels to Batman, but they take it a step further saying that, you know, he's crazy. And he's a little schizophrenic, right? Well, he's schizophrenic, and you don't know unless they – and you may by now because I don't know how far the series has progressed, but don't tell me if you know. <laughs> but, you know, a lot of the – it's the moon god, Khonshu or however how you say it, is, you know, is it really him influencing him or is it really, you know – is he losing his mind? So the only thing I really don't like lately about what they've done with Moon Knight is the superhero community feels like he's crazy. Like, you know, they don't, right. they don't give him any type of, you know, credit. They just think he's an insane person out there. So, um, and that's changed a lot since, you know, when he was an Avenger back in the West Coast Avenger days and yeah. back in the When he was respected stuff. as a West Coast Avenger. <laughs> hey. I like oh, the sorry. Okay, sorry. Uh, Brian, are you there? Did we lose Brian again? No, I'm here. He's just pondering. He's just pondering. So, I mean, that's, but I, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this show. I think it's, uh, the Moon Knight show if they did it right, but. <laughs> the Moon Knight really show. Looking. Well, I think. Starring Shiloh I mean, the, the big question is going to be, is he going to be the superhero Moon Knight and the cool, uh, costume, or is he going to be the debonair Moon Knight with the uh, all white, uh, you know, uh, suit jacket and mask? I kind of dug that one. You know, that was when Warren Ellis took over. Yeah, so. and that, that would be a heck of a lot easier to recreate. I hate that. I hate it. No, they need to do. I, I think that what they should do. Here's here's where I think they should do is we've got a five year missing period. All right, so they could do the idea of the the uh, Bendis one where he he is like broken and all that, and say that you know in those five years that's been missing from the Marvel universe, you know he stepped up and fought crime when everything went to shit and the heroes were gone and wow, that's good, I like that. So and now you know now he's broken, he's a broken you know man and all that good stuff. I think that would be interesting. I mean. Something. 
It's something. All right. What about uh, She-Hulk? You know, I had pitched the script for a She-Hulk movie uh, for fighting the Wrecking Crew. Are we uh, any predictions on if you know how we how they're going to change her around and make her uh, you know uh, as we're you know seemingly Disney or Marvel is investing a lot in their female characters here because uh, we saw a little bit of that in Endgame. Uh, well, I, th- I, I hope what they would do at She-Hulk was – I hate what they're doing with her now. She's just terrible because, you know, she's basically a Hulk, female Hulk now. I, I, but I liked what they – you know, like John Byrne did, you know, the cheeky, you know, sexy, you know, beautiful, green, yeah. sexy. We love the know, sexy Amazon. She-Hulk. Yeah, I mean, of course, because it was – she was funny. I mean, she it was a fun character. I mean, I – you know, I, that would be a lot more enjoyable than another Hulk ripoff. So well, I think that's what you're going to get. I hope. I so. think. I think it's it's interesting with these shows. You, there's one and done series that you know are going to be one and done series. Uh, they've said WandaVision's only going to be six episodes. They said it's like a six episode movie or a six hour movie, but uh, they're only doing one. They're only doing one season of Loki, right? Oh, so. About Loki. Uh, and I like that. You know, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I like just that. Just let it I in, right? Than, but yeah, you know, I think because, you've got series that will continue, though. I think She-Hulk is probably going to be one that has multiple right. seasons. But I think, I, I think, I think, like the One Division and the Loki are going to be like bridges between other between the movies, where She-Hulk right. is going to be like you said, like an ongoing show. And I think Moon Knight's the same thing. It's going to be ongoing. You know. Uh, Hawkeye and Captain America yeah, and all those, I think, will be, I think there'll be bridges into Well, and so, but here, here's, I think, what's hasn't been said, but kind of, uh, you don't have to dig very deep to see exactly what is going to happen. Um, they said earlier this week that there's speculation whenever we get Captain Marvel 2, um, they will introduce Hulkling. So, who is a scroll who, you know, takes on the persona of the Hulk to, you know, kind of fit in as a hero, but he's actually a scroll, right? Um, uh, WandaVision would easily introduce, uh, Wiccan and, um, what was the, the speedster son of theirs? Oh, uh, I know who you're talking about, but I can't think of his name. Um, because they had twins. One was Wicked yeah. and one, I forget the other one. Um, speed? Was it just Speed? It wasn't Speed, was it? Was speed. It? I, don't, I don't remember. Well, we can look that up in a second. Um, uh, we're getting Hawkeyes. Is, they've already said Hawkeyes introducing Kate Bishop, right? Uh, and we have a, grown, a 16-year-old uh, Cassie Lang who's stature. So I think... This is all basically there to say, you know, here's Young Avengers. I, I think it, it could either crescendo into a Young Avengers TV show or a Young or their own their own Young Avengers movie in uh, uh, Phase Five. But yeah, if you've got scrolls on the table, you've got Wanda and Vision married, and the whole thing with her having two kids, stature. Kate Bishop, that is Young Justice. All you gotta do at that point is just oh, add. Oh, right. His name is Speed. Just Speed. Hmm. Just don't then speed. you just gotta add. Uh, they ran out of ideas. 
Right. If you want to, you just add Patriot. Or right. and Miss Marvel. And Miss Marvel, yeah, absolutely. Uh which I don't know. Like I haven't read the Miss Marvel comic. Uh it does not appeal to me at all. Like just, let me just say this. I'm I was with you with that. I I, I didn't read the Miss Marvel comic books and what I've read about her, I I always thought she was kind of a lame character, but I have been reading that champion book and, uh, that's really a good book. And she's actually not a bad character in that book. So, um, it's not as annoying as you think it would be. <laughs> so uh, well, I mean, I'm not crazy about the character, but you know what? I'm, I'm a lot more uh, on board with her than I was before. Uh, there's some yeah. speculation that she could be, and I thought you were going to hop into it, uh, Ryan, talking about when the heroes disappeared. One of the heroes that's disappearing in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. Could Miss Marvel be the Spider-Man replacement? Yes. Of having a young, you know, teenage hero coming into their powers, all that kind of stuff. I think they're going to offset it with not just one, but several. If you've got yeah. Young Justice... And then yeah. you've got or Nova. Young Avengers, whichever one. Yeah, that's what I meant, Young Avengers. We're, we're getting Nova. Like, Phase 5 will have a Nova movie. I'm kind of shocked it isn't in Phase 4. Phase 5 will get Nova. Um, and if we're bringing back to Fantastic Four, you've got Johnny Storm. Might as well make Between Johnny younger. Storm, Nova, all of these Young Avengers characters, you've not that I want Spider-Man to be gone, but you've got enough to kind of address that. You don't need a Spider-Man. Fuck Spider-Man. Yeah, you kind of do. Yeah. Uh, he's a flagship character. I like that. No, yeah. but you can tell the stories from those perspectives because you've, you've got yeah. all these other characters. I mean, if they're going to lose them, this is the time to lose them. I mean, if they were going to yeah, lose them. Yeah, just lazy ass. I mean, yeah, I mean, because you basically, I mean, yeah, it's it, he can be. He can be sacrificed at this point, but and and I've got a weird feeling that he had. I would have thought that a deal would have been reached by now, but it, oh, they it, they said they're having some meetings this week. There was okay. that was announced earlier today. You know, I just because people uh, are not letting Sony off the hook. People are blasting Sony. Uh, I hear the Stanley's daughter is siding with Sony, though. Well, I'm hearing from the grapevine. Because Marvel ain't writing her a check every month, you know. She, you know, she was living off her dad's check that Marvel was giving to him, and then like I'm sure, I don't know. I don't. Know. I'm just talking about my. Ass. I'm just speculating here. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really. Know. I just. I, I, I say good for Sony. Let them. Uh, let not. Don't let Disney bull them around and uh, maybe uh, create your own Spider and, universe. Uh, maybe her and Athena Finger can go halfsies on a table at. At the next convention. Uh, we saw She was there. She was, man. She at was the there. Atlanta Comic Con. Not quite as interesting of tells as uh, yours, Brian, but still, you know, Atlanta has there. a good con. <laughs> um, well, before we go into that, let's go uh, going back to the D, uh, Spider-Man thing. I just think that Sony's, Sony's kind of is in a better position, I think, than because they've already got an established Spider-Man now. They've kind of established a venom that was kind of successful, and so they can go ahead and use yeah, all that and make want. their own yeah. corner of the universe. Yeah. And 
and get 100% of the money. You yeah, know? That's I what mean, I'm saying. I'm on Sony's side for this. Why not? I don't know if I'm on their side for it, but I can completely understand why they're not, like, you know, rushing to the table with it. You know? Yeah, the problem is, uh, and we've said this before, like, uh, you, you, the Marvel movies, you have to see them opening night. Like, you have to go, like, you can't miss out. Even if it's a character you're not super interested in, you've got to go. And I'm looking at you, Captain Marvel, right? I mean, <laughs> so, so. You don't have to go. I don't like don't, that movie. After uh, I saw it a second time. I don't like where this conversation is going, to be honest. <laughs> did, did anyone feel like they had to see Venom? No. no, I actually I didn't. You're right. Right. So, so even Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, I mean, you didn't have to see that movie. And right. honestly, and the reason why is because it was so good and word of mouth is why people saw it. But you just didn't go see Spider. Ron, you didn't see uh, Into the Spider-Verse opening night. Right. You're right. So, yeah, exactly. so if it's not Marvel, it's not necessarily must see. And you're, you're That's a good tagline. Because I'm, I'm, you make a good point because now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, you know, one of the whole reasons I went and saw, you know, Far From Home immediately, it was because of its connection to Marvel and to see how they were going to pull that off. You know, if, if it was, and looking at the movie itself as a separate from the Marvel universe, it wouldn't have been that entertaining of a movie. It was a lot of it was, Based on the Marvel factor, right? And, because uh, the whole tie yeah. back to to Tony and yeah. his the technology you saw in uh, Civil War, and, and, and honestly, and the same thing with the, the first one, Spider Man Homecoming. That's I, I totally agree with you on that. I think that that's what made that Spider Man. What the hell is that noise? Uh, we have a guest caller, Roomba. Uh, Roomba, get back my to Roomba work. has uh, decided it needs to be moved closer to the uh, charger. Uh, but anyway, uh, I'm, you make some good points there, and I and I agree. I think that uh, I hope Sony comes to the table. I, I don't think they'll make nearly as much because I mean, even it does good. Spider Man does good in the Marvel universe, but it's not as much as everybody would think it is. So I think if it's just Spider Man. With Sony, without the Marvel factor, I think it wouldn't. I think it probably. Well, here's yeah. why I, I lean on. Or I take the Disney side of it. The initial, it's a negotiation, right? And I and the rumor was they asked for fifty percent of the uh, receipts, and they were going to pay for fifty percent of the movie, right? But then apparently they came back and said that's not true. We were asking for thirty percent. Um, up from five, they but yeah, but <laughs> at the end of the day, look at where Spider-Man was before Disney got involved. Look at that train wreck, that shit show that was the amazing Spider-Man one and two. So left to its own devices and even, even, um, the, uh, the president of Sony, uh, what's her name? She said, you know, uh, you know, we're letting the, we're letting Kevin Feige do what he does best. Uh, they know what they're doing, right? So, without without Marvel, Spider-Man: Far From Home doesn't make a billion dollars. 
it might, at best, it might make 400, 500,000, 500 million. Well, guess what? Sony would make all of 500 million or half of a billion. It's the same fucking money. Ouch. It's the same fucking money. Take it. Take the money and have a, and, and Disney said that they would, they would, uh, Mikey would take over and they would include Venom into the Marvel Universe. Well, how do you not? I don't know. Sony's not going to be bullied. That's what's stupid. It's like, oh, we want 100% of the money, so you're going to make 50% of the receipts but get to keep all of it as as opposed to making half the money uh, and make double the money and and, and the movie make double the audience. Like, it's just, it's stupid. It's stupid. The, but, you know, uh, here we go again. Uh, the, the, my favorite was, you know, all the memes about, uh, you know, Uncle Ben's, you know, now we gotta, look, <laughs> we gotta watch Uncle Ben die, die again. again. Yeah. Because, because without Tony, what's, what's the hero's motivation? If you can't reference Tony, why is Peter a superhero? Well, now we gotta give him, his, like, his, his angst, so. Well, hopefully they don't have trot to. out Uncle Ben and kill him real quick. They'll, hopefully they'll let the, let the character grow and not have to be stuck in the old Iron Man world of things. Well, he doesn't need to be moping about that. He, we had a movie where he moped the entire movie. Now he can move forward. This is true. And Uncle Ben maybe dies again. <laughs> so. Oh, Lord. Yeah, oh, Lord. Yeah, it's, it's just the math doesn't make sense. It made a billion. The math does not. You make don't sense. want to split the receipts. You know, Sony's not going to make a Spider-Man movie that makes a billion dollars. No. So, no. Uh, so if if they get if they make sixty percent of what they would have made, you get to keep all of it. Versus giving Disney thirty percent, that's still ten percent more money. So it's it's Disney knows they've got the built-in audience, and if Spider-Man is not a part of that built-in audience, it's going whatever they would make. It's it's free money. It's free money because they'll they'll just having him in the Marvel universe will create the lift to justify Marvel's uh, or Marvel's percentage. And I actually think that Marvel's looking at it also like. If we lose him, we lose him. You know, we've gotten two movies out of it. He's part. He was part of that phase. We're going into new characters, you know. So, yeah. I don't think they're going to fight as hard as as I think they would have. Right, but but when you understand their offer, their offer makes total sense. If it's like, hey, look, we we're going to bring in a built-in audience that's going to lift the the movie the movie uh, um uh, uh, results by thirty percent. Pay us that thirty percent, and you're gonna have a much more solid hit on your hands. Why would oh, oh, yes, so turn would that totally away? Agree. Absolutely. It, Absolutely. Marvel's bringing in their built-in audience, uh, built-in audience, making it important to see, and they're asking to keep what the lift is, or keep a portion of what the lift is. That's that's not a bad deal, and it's stupid that Sony walked away from it. Well, let's, let's, think, let's, okay, wrap it up here. I think what's really happening is they don't know exactly what they were going to do with it. They, everybody's expecting to see uh, Spider-Man as a part of phase four and get the announcement of Spider-Man three, especially off the cliffhanger. And they didn't know exactly where they wanted it to go. So this is all just stall tactics. Like, I think, honestly, I, part of me thinks, Historically, Sony is stupid because of the things we've seen them do before with Spider-Man. The other half of me thinks they're 
probably just stalling. And now this is going to give a lot more fanfare when they finally come to the table and say, good news, everybody. He's still a part of the Marvel Universe. So. All right. We shall see. Uh, I had, I had a segue in there somewhere or another, but we've got, uh, screw the segue, we've got, uh, Star Wars stuff to talk about as well. We've got a new teaser type thing, uh, from Mandalorian. From the Mandalorian and the movie. Can I just say that, you know, this, and this is very heartbreaking, but Star Wars is kind of dead to me. And I don't want it to be, but I just can't get into it. I just. Well, I, I really liked, uh, yeah, y'all know I loved Force Awakens and I really didn't care much for The Last Jedi. It just kind of balanced out between good and bad on that movie. And Han, so the solo movie was, you know, I, as, although I thought the lead did a great job, everybody else kind of sucked on it. But I just, I don't know, I just can't get, I can't get my, my mojo back on Star Wars. All right, so you could give a shit less about Mandalorian or the. Uh, uh, you know, and I, and I I'm hoping it's the okay to say that. It's okay. I'm, I'm hoping the Mandalorian pulls me in some because I'm feeling the exact same way. Yeah. I, uh, and the Mandalorian does look really, really good, right? Getting, uh, the Obi Wan show, while it's cool that we're going to get it, at the same time, it's like. Uh, it kind of brings up like the heartburn I have of the the original, <laughs> no, right? Of the, the first three movies, or the you mean the, the prequels, prequels, right? I'm the same way because you know it wasn't like Obi Wan was like burning up the screen with charisma. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, you and McGregor did an honorable job with it, though. I, I like you and McGregor, but he wasn't exactly like. Exciting, you know. I well, mean, if they can't make a compelling movie about Han Solo, well, exactly. make a, a, a exactly. show about Obi Wan. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine. Think back at those prequels and think, of, especially like the Clone War, where he was just so <laughs> when he, you know, I mean, it's like he because he was a you know like a monk, uh, so. That's kind of, it just seems boring. It just, this, Obi-Wan well, just seems very boring to me. So. What we're probably going to get though is the Obi-Wan is going to be the follow-up of the Han Solo. And I had said this, you know, they were going to make a loosely connected trilogy out of Solo and the Obi-Wan movie because of, um, Darth Maul showing up in Solo. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. So now you can actually have that that showdown because now we know Maul's back on the table. You can have that showdown between Maul and and Obi Wan one last time. So that's cool. Mm. But <laughs> well, but at the same time, yeah, don't want to sit through eight hours of him fiddling around oh, fiddling around <laughs> Tatooine before we get to see him fight Maul. You know, so. I don't know that Mandalorian. Honestly, Mandalorian, I'm more excited for because it is. It's action. Separate. It looks. It looks action. It's action. Yeah. It's separate. It's not. You know, you're gonna. You're not. It's not built around Jedi's, so people well, can have a chance yeah, to have some, some, some personality. That's what I was about to say. I was about to say. You know what's so what's a shame about the whole Star Wars saga is they built. You know, they promised me as a child. That Jedi's were cool, 
And we were one day we we're going to see, you know, the, you know, Return of the Jedi showed, you know, Luke in the black and he was kicking ass. And I was like, that's the Jedi kick ass. This must have been how the Jedis were. And you just thought you were going to see that. And all you see were a bunch of chumps in the prequel that all got killed and were just monks with lightsabers. And then you thought, okay, well, Luke went back and he, and he, he reestablished the Jedi order and they're going to be kick ass. And they're, and he didn't. He just ran and hid like every other Jedi does. And so the Jedi suck. So therefore everything about the Star Wars movies has been a letdown because of it. It's like everything you thought the Jedis were going to be, they've been nothing but a big disappointment. So, you know, you don't have a, the kick-ass that you thought you were going to have. I mean, is that fair to say? Man, I hate the mother of our... All right, so no one's looking forward thing. to, to Nobody's looking for Star Wars, so... Uh, well, what else? What I was, was going to make my little point about Mandalorian, though. I think it, the fact that the, the Jedi turned out to be so dry and boring, you know, and they're just, you know, uh, a policing force slash religious sect, right? Uh... Should make it interesting for that's I think that's part of why the Mandalorian does kind of look good is because it's you know it's like a western right it's it's in the outskirts of space it's bounty hunters you know uh, morals are are loose and I think there's going to be a lot of they're going to point out why the Jedi suck so yeah you'll get to see that point of view of you know, why are these guys smugglers why are they bounty hunters. And you're going to get to like them, so, you know, to cast them in the right light, you're going to have to show why the, the Jedi Order sucked and, and, and they bugged the system. So. Well, I hope so. I mean, I, you know, I just, I just feel like, you know, I guess the reason I'm just not too excited about it, other than I'm just down on Star Wars, is it just feels like you call this, you know, Anything and it just doesn't seem like Star Wars to me. It just, I don't know. It's just, wow. I like, I like some, I'm like somewhat of some type of connection to the original universe. And it just seems like you're not really getting it other than I guess he looks like Boba Fett, maybe. Well, it's not Boba Fett. This is the world we live in though. Like when you've got, you know, all the movies over the summer are all reboots or sequels. Yeah. It's all that brand recognition. Nobody wants to create and do the hard work of creating a new universe. No, I, so, I agree with you. So they go and they pick up these stories and they go, well, you know, how do we get people to watch it? You know, I don't want to, I don't have to do the hard work. We want that immediate audience day one. We want that immediate gratification. Yep. So slap Star Wars at the beginning of it, right? Or slap DC at the beginning of it. That's the whole thing with Pennyworth. The Pennyworth show is all, it's, it's a James Bond kind of TV show. Have you watched it yet? It's, that, like, that, it's like that. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, have you watched Pennyworth though? Oh no. Me either. It's that, but it's that sixties kind of spy TV show. Yes, you've got Thomas Wayne appears in it. Yes, Martha Kane appears in so it. So you're basically saying someone came up with a script called John Action, spy at large, and they said, you know, John Action ain't going to sell. What we really need is we need a brand. Let's pop up. Let's call him Alfred Pennyworth and tie him into the Batman universe. The DC universe, yeah. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, I mean, they went in and they said, hey, I've got this idea and I've got this concept for a spy show and I've got all these things at play. And they're like, okay, well, we kind of like it, but, you know, it's going to take too long to build an audience. It's going to take too long. It's going to take two seasons before anybody knows what the hell it is. Uh, so we're making a commitment to this show. You know what? Change his name to Pennyworth. We'll put the DC logo at the very beginning. We'll have some <laughs> veiled Batman references throughout. And we've got a built-in audience day one. Uh, just like the built-in audience for the Joker coming out. And, uh, you know what? I watched, so. the, I watched the second trailer, and, you know, I, I liked it, but I liked it a lot. But it's like you could call it Clown Man, you know? I mean, it just <laughs> – to me, it's not the Joker if you don't have Batman. It's just – Well, Bruce is in it. I mean – Oh, uh, he's a fucking kid. Yes, yes, yes. But, you know, uh, it's, it's, this is not meant to be like a part of their whole universe. It's, it's, I know, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's just kind of what you just explained. It's just kind of like what you just explained. It's like someone came up with a script about this crazy guy who's losing it and he becomes a clown and kills people. And someone said, well, that's the Joker. And he went, eh, let's run with that. Let's go with that. I like that. That's good. Let's go with that. That's good. That's good. We'll like make it. these idiots. We'll make these comic nerds yeah, pay they'll money complain to see about this. It, but they'll yeah. see it eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so we got Joker coming out and uh, – in addition to, to Pennyworth on the uh, TV side, Titans season two is coming out uh, pretty soon here as well with uh, I need some to new catch up with season yeah. one. I need to watch season so one. A lot of stuff happening everywhere. Yeah, season two is coming out. They just dropped uh, the end of the remaining half of a uh, Young Justice season three, which uh, I think's like uh, like forty episodes. I mean, it's oh, nuts. I'll never catch so, up. Um, yeah, DC Universe uh, app. I, I haven't heard anything about Stargirl in a while. Well, and I think it's supposed Stargirl. to be, yeah, it's supposed to be after Titans. Because we're not getting, we are getting a second season of Doom Patrol. But that's probably going to be held back until the HBO um, app hits, which is sometime next year. So when... Titans and Titans will only be like eight or ten episodes, so something should be hitting like in November. Um, that was that should have been Stargirl, but yeah, like I've literally heard nothing about it since the cancellation of Swamp Thing. Uh, so. and, and at least we forget Crisis on Infinite Earth coming up sometime soon as well on the uh, CW, right? Yep, it's gonna be. What's interesting? It's going to be the. Uh, very early in the year, you know, unlike the other ones have always happened, like at their, uh, you know, during their hiatus or at the end of their hiatus or when they came back from hiatus. Um, this one's actually, they're only doing eight eight episodes of Green Arrow and it's going to lead into crisis. So yeah, it's, we're going to get it sometime. I I guess we'll get it before the hiatus instead of after the hiatus. So we'll get it before, you know. Probably like early December, late November. So, oh, no. has has anybody watched any of the CW shows recently? I haven't. I, and unfortunately, I'd like to, but I'm just it's it's overwhelming. It's just too much. I mean, it really is. I uh, I, I got back on the wagon and finished out uh, Flash. And I kind of wish it was. It was rough. 
it was rough. It was it was hard to get through. That I kind of wish they stayed that they on would... Cicada way too long. They should have split it up and had like multiple villains throughout the series. I wish they would just run these back to back. You know, like have Green Arrow and Flash run Monday nights and. You know, Legends of Tomorrow and Supergirl run Tuesday night. You know, because you, when you split them up as much as they split them up, it's like, it's just impossible to watch all these fucking shows. I mean, you're... Well, yeah, when it's every single night. I mean, yeah, yeah back-to-back I mean, back them. Yeah. Uh, you, and honestly, I think they should back-to-back them where it makes more sense. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. Arrow and, and Flash don't really mesh as well as Air as Flash and Supergirl probably would. Right. I, yeah, so I agree pairing up differently to where it's, uh, yeah. But uh, I'll tell you this, I have literally no interest in Batwoman. Uh, none. Yeah, me either. That looks awful. I mean, that looks terrible. I'll, I'll watch it to laugh at it. I mean, she looks cool. I'll give her that, but you know, she looks fun to and look they, at. But they said they're not canceling anymore. Their plan is to keep is to be all DC all the time. So even though they're losing uh, uh, Adam and another main cast member on Legends of Tomorrow, they're not canceling it. Well, that's uh, their DC universe. I mean, that's what what the MCU is. That's DC. They've found a niche, and they've you know, I mean. They're fun shows. I mean, they, they they don't take themselves too serious. But I'll, I'll tell you fun. what I would be interested in, and I think would fit better in that uh, Green Arrow slot is, and they've even said this. Uh, there's speculation that because Constantine's been on uh, Legends of DC Universe, maybe spin him back out into his own series again. Uh, I wouldn't doubt they would do that because then they could go into a magic, you know, into the, well, the magic realm. Yeah, they could do Justice League. Dark, um, dark. All that. Yeah, they can do all that stuff. They can do Doctor Fate, and, you know, which is their Doctor Strange. So yeah, I, I don't doubt that they would do something like yeah, that. Yeah, you could do Zatanna. You could do. Dr. It would be kind of like Charmed. You know, it'd be more of a super, especially since Supernatural's about to leave. You know, it's going to be too, gone. Yeah. You know, then now they can. That could be yeah. their next big thing. Honestly, the guy that plays Constantine is really cool. I, I like that guy a lot. Like. uh He's very charismatic. He, you know, he's, he's like a, he's like a movie star. Like, like he, he's more like a Stephen Amell than he is, you know, like the, uh, what is it? Brandon Ruth that plays, you know. So why is he leaving the show? Like, does he really think he's got like something else going on? Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't heard why they're leaving. I just know they are. But uh, I wish they would, uh, if they wanted to expand this and kind of uh, build off what's been successful, I say you do Constantine and make it Justice League Dark. And I think you do, it, if you want something that's going to land kind of like Flash does, uh, go to Booster Gold and Blue Beetle. Oh, yeah, they could do that easily. If you did blue and gold, that would be pretty kick-ass. So. That's our prediction for CW shows, Brian. All right. Love them. Good good thoughts. Uh, what else is going on outside of uh, all of that mess? What? Uh... I visited. Uh, I've, oh, I've made yeah. two Let's... sojourns over Labor Day weekend Yeah. with the, uh, the um, hurricane pending. A theme park attendance was 
very low. Yeah, of course. So people have canceled their their trips. Disney and Universal both did like 100% refunds because of the hurricane. Um, so we took the opportunity to go check out the stuff we hadn't seen yet. So Saturday. Now, what the hell have y'all not seen yet? <laughs> two big things. Two really big things. We went and saw um, Galaxy's Edge, the new Star Wars land at Hollywood Studios. Uh, and then Monday, we went to uh, ride the new uh, Harry Potter ride mm. at Islands of Adventure. Hagrid's motorcycle fun run. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> um, but uh, Galaxy's Edge was – it's taken the spot that used to be the streets of America – at Hollywood Studios, you know, one way it was New York, one the other way it was San Francisco. Oh it's yeah, what, it's taken the area that was Streets of America. It's taken the area that was the epic stunt spectacular, a uh, car, sh- uh, you know, uh, automotive automotive show. Um, it's a big area. I've forgotten how big that area is. Um, so Galaxy's Edge is huge. I mean, it's it's. Twice the size of the Harry Potter lands. Um, very large. Uh, they've already, they've opened Smuggler's Run, which is the first of two rides. The other ride is opening, I think they said December 5th, and it's Rise of... Um, no. Rise of the First Order, I think. So... Uh, no, Rise of the Resistance. Rise of the Resistance. So those are the two rides, but it's such a big area. I'm pretty sure they've got spots to put a couple more rides because it's almost it's it almost it's a big area. But then you walk past these walls and doors and stuff that don't lead to anything, um, and they're kind of landlocked. It's like, well, on the other side of this is more park. So this isn't like it's, you know, like utility area, or at least not utility area for, you know, a long period of time. So I think they've got it built out to where they can quickly add um, more rides over the next few years. But uh, when you go in, there's um, uh, the droid building area. So you can go in, you can build your own droid, you can put a chip in it. The, the droids have NFC readers so they they interact with other droids when you're. How in much the are those? How much? Uh, the droids I think are like seventy nine. How uh, big are they? Nine dollars. But but it's you know what all stuff you put in them. Like you know they go up from there. Um, you buy they, one? They've got a backpack. No, they got a backpack uh, where you can wear it. And you can zip it down so the droids like talking while you're walking through, kind of like Yoda on on. Uh, oh my god, that's so cool! But yeah, when you walk past other people, they'll interact and talk. Uh, we saw there; they've got the display where you can buy an R2 unit for twenty five thousand dollars. Like it's it's sitting there with a price tag on it. I mean, you can literally walk up and say, okay. I'll take it. <laughs> you know, I, I'll wire you money, I guess. Um, the uh, So they've got that. They've got the droid shop. They've got an, an, an artifacts store, which has got, like, 
Um, you can build your own lightsaber, and they're the metal handle, super nice lightsabers. They start at like uh, 125 and go up to like $200. Yeah. Um, uh, then you can also buy holocrons, like the the you know, Sith holocrons, the triangle, and the the, the um, Jedi is is a square, but it's like the the repository of Jedi knowledge. But if you buy the holocron with the lightsaber, they'll also interact. The lightsaber and holocron will. Um, but they've got a rule: you can't take your lightsaber out. While you're in Galaxy's Edge. So, like, you get, they give you a sheath, and you have to keep it in the sheath the whole time. They don't want people, I guess, <laughs> having lightsaber duels in the middle of Galaxy's Edge. So, you know, people are saying, yeah, I spent 200 bucks for it, but I can't take it out while I'm in that, while I'm in that area of the park. Um, they've got a, a stage area where it's, it's uh, um, Kylo Ren's ship, uh, and it's got the... the Docking bay doors open, which just makes kind of like a stage coming down. They've got um, three different restaurants. They've got Ma- uh, um, Oga's Cantina, which is Maz, uh, that her bar from, uh, from uh, uh, what was the Force Awakens. But that takes reservations to get in. Uh, they've got a couple of different restaurants. Uh, they've got a marketplace. Uh, and then they've got the Millennium. The centerpiece right now is the Millennium Falcon. Full-size Millennium Falcon. That's out cool. in the middle. What do you, did you go in it? Well, you go in the ride. So the, the Millennium Falcon's in front of the ride. But when you go through the ride, uh, your uh, Hondo, which is a character from Clone Wars and, and Star Wars Rebels, is basically ask Chewie to borrow the Millennium Falcon for you to go on a, a smuggler's, well, it's called smuggler's run. Um, and so then you walk in, so then it walks you in and you walk literally through the cargo bay, through the, you know, the area where there's the chess, um, the chess board and the, the blast helmet and the, and all that kind of stuff. Then you walk down another hallway. All of it looks like you're in the Millennium Falcon. And then you get into the cap, into the cockpit. And it's a six-person ride. So what happens, and it's all interactive. So two people are the pilots, two people are the gunners, and two people are engineers. And you literally pilot it. If, if, stick, if you move the stick left, you go left. If you go right, it goes right. It's full-size cockpit with a screen and it kind of reminded me of like, you know, the Back to the Future ride, like the screen. So like, but the screen's on the outside of the glass. So it really looks very realistic. Um, and yeah, so me and Joshua piloted it. Jonah and, and, uh, uh, Tamara were the gunners and Jacob was the engineer. But yeah, so we, uh, so everybody does something and then you score points to see how well you did and how much of the bounty you get to keep. So because, you know, you're borrowing the shit from Chewbacca. Uh, any damage you've got to pay for. So that's how they just kind of give you like a scoring sort of thing. But, uh, it's very cool. Uh, it took us about mm, an hour to get through the line, uh, which was not bad. That thing's been running like three and four hour lines. Uh, but yeah, I got to see Galaxy's Edge in its entirety, which was, uh, which was pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, 
And then Monday, so it was dead. We went to uh, Animal Kingdom Monday morning uh, because they were doing, like, magnets for annual pass holders. Tamara wanted to get a magnet. So we went over there. We got our magnets. Uh, then went over to, and then we wrote a few things. There was no way. It was like Everest was five minutes. Uh, Pandora. We walked right on to the Avatar ride. There was literally no way. No way for that. That thing's normally like two hours, three hours. You no might have to come down there the next time a hurricane comes. Yeah, well, there's a hurricane head this way. So, uh, we wrote all that. We wrote everything at, at Animal Kingdom in like two and a half hours. Everything. Uh, so we, we're, we're leaving and I'm like, ah, oh, just, just head out, you know, rain's probably going to be coming in. And, uh, Tamara looked at her phone and she goes, uh, Hagrid's motorcycle ride is only like 65 minutes. And oh so we literally God. left, we left, uh, uh, Animal Kingdom, drove straight to, uh, Universal, went back, got in line. Now there was a rain delay, um, before we, before we get on the ride, but we st- we only waited probably about an hour and fifteen minutes to ride it, uh, and that thing has been having, you know, again, it's been shutting down. They're having a lot of technical difficulties with it. It doesn't open when the park does; it's open sometime after the park does because they're doing like engineering stuff to it daily, um, and then it'll shut down. Normally throughout the day, sometimes they'll just if it, if, it, if something happens at like four or five o'clock, they just won't reopen it for the rest of the day. Um, because I guess there's so much of a crowd, you know. If you if you open it back up, somebody waits two hours and they get kicked out right at park close, and they're you're, they're afraid they're going to have a riot on their hand, you know. But um, anyway, uh, about an hour fifteen minutes, we got on it. That ride is the. Greatest roller coaster I have ever ridden. Really? Ever. And you don't want to know what happens. Like, you want to be surprised by that ride. If somebody says they'll tell you what's going to happen or somebody goes to spoil that ride for you, you know, tell them to shut up. That thing is unbelievable. It's so smooth. One person sits in the sidecar. One person sits on the motorcycle. Um... It's so smooth and so fast, uh, and there's some really cool surprises on the ride. Uh, yeah, I think it's fantastic. <laughs> but I can understand why. Afterwards, I can understand now why they've had issues with it, because there's things this roller coaster does that I've never seen another roller coaster do. So it's very cool. Well, I may try to plan a trip. Maybe next spring when Alex comes home from school. There you go. Well, that sounds all good. All right, very good. So maybe maybe you'll watch Pennyworth, uh, Podman Run. Do we have any homework? Well, Brad, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Dragon Con. Oh, it's almost eleven o'clock. <laughs> well, we can talk about that in six minutes. Come on, go ahead. What about Hobson Shaw? Oh yeah, Hobbs and Shaw. All right, well, another time. Hobbs perhaps. and Shaw. Well, Hobbs and Shaw in six minutes. Well, no, I want to talk about Dragon Con too. Well, I want to leave. I got to go to bed. Good Lord. Right, quite. Dragon Con was Dragon Con was uh, yeah. was good. Yeah, I'll go again it in was... another three years, maybe. No, Grayson liked it. Yeah. 
I can talk about yeah. it, though. For no. No, Grayson loved it. Grayson was having a good time. Yeah, Odin hated it as much as I did. <laughs> I think Brad was about ready to kill people with their dogs and their scooters. But. Oh, my God. So many fucking people. I mean, that's the problem I have with uh, unless a hurricane's coming and everybody scatters. But amusement parks, all this stuff, all these fucking people everywhere. It's like, just get out of the way. i got to wait more my, than five minutes. It's not pa- worth my time. Well, my whole problem with the people is like, never fails. If there's a box and all of a sudden I start looking at it, all of a sudden no one's looking at that box until I start looking at it. And then I've got a jackass standing over my shoulder waiting. And it's like, really dude, yeah. can you go mull around doing something else and then come back? You don't need to stand there and stare at me while I'm trying. It never fails. Everything I start to look at, there was always someone walking up and wanting to look at it too. Yeah. Uh, so that part was irritating. People are miserable. But uh, I got to meet George Perez, which is very exciting. I'm leaving the hotel and I uh, standing there and uh, getting a little gift shop and I see a familiar uh, Hawaiian shirt. He's lost a lot of weight, and uh, so I thought, you know what, I'm gonna, I am going to go see George Perez. I am going to talk to him. So I walked up and I introduced myself and said that I was his big biggest fan. Wow! And he called. He called. He called security. Oh no, I'm just kidding. No, I just no, I just went up to him and said, you know, my first book, which is true, my first comic book was an Avengers. Was the first issue of Avengers that he did was my first Avengers that I actually bought. And. I said, I've loved your work ever since. You're my favorite artist, and I just want to tell you that. And, said, That's great, kid. Can you buy this for me? <laughs> I guess I'm about to, yeah. You're like, okay. I ain't going to say nothing because he's a very nice man. So I uh, so I was about to walk off, and he goes, would you like a selfie? And I was like, well, hell yeah, I would. Yeah, absolutely, I would. So, very nice guy. Very, very nice. 30 bucks. So, <laughs> no, but I will say I. Uh, oh, I meant. Would you like to give me a handy? That's what I meant to say. Oh, uh, don't say that about George Perez. He's my favorite artist. But we did go in the Walk of uh, Shame room or Walk of Fame, I guess it should be Walk of Shame. But uh, and there's Lou Ferrigno. So I, and he's signing autographs. So I kind of stood aside and took a picture. He, picture and some guy told me walked up to me and goes you need to delete that it's like okay so i had to delete a picture of oh now i took four of them while i stood there but i i showed him i deleted one of them so i'm like what you really so but brad and the kids went up there and uh talked to him Nice. And, it, and I can tell it last, made a lasting impression on Brad. Oh, yeah, boy. Yeah. <laughs> the star of a Hulk TV show from 35 years ago. Probably longer than that. Probably about yeah, 40, 40 years, years ago. ago. <laughs> Did you go back and see uh, Ralph Macchio? No. That was. Brian, I was going to do one of your things, but I. Alex wasn't with me, and I kind of asked him, I'm like, hey, you know, I feel, do, would you want me to do this without you? And he was like, no. <laughs> I was like, well, goddamn, I really want to do it. But they had Ralph Macchio, 
uh, Johnny Lawrence and, uh, the, what's Martin Cove? Uh, what's his name? Yeah. Um, uh, Krieg. Krieg. The, all three were there and you could take, you know, they, they had a, a package where you could get all three pictures at once, you know, with all three of them. But so I was like, I'm going to do that. And so I text Alex and he was like, <laughs> I'd rather you not. <laughs> I was like, ah, nah, I could do it. it It'd be a little kind of stupid with me just doing it. <laughs> It'd be more fun with Alex. Uh, I, I'll hell, I held off. They also had, uh, the guy from, uh, Shazam was there, your guy. You took a picture. Yeah, we of saw him at Megacom. Yeah. And, uh, who else did we see, Brad? <laughs> a lot of voice actors. Gotham Lots of people voice from actors. Gotham. Yeah. yeah. Some, some really cute girls that I don't know who they were the star of, but saw the girl from V, Jane Balder, Barter, something like that. She, <laughs> boy, this is really impressing, y'all. Yeah, this is really going downhill. See, we should have cut it <laughs> off when I said it. No, we should have no, talk talk about. We should have. <laughs> we should have went to Calvin and Hobbes, or whatever it's called, Calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> Hobson Shaw. Yeah, we should have done that. Tango and Cash 2019. Man, that was, I know all the other critics are loving it and sucking the, the Rock's dick, but, and I love The Rock, don't get me yeah. wrong, I love him, but. Uh, I, I would line up if you told me I, where the line was forming. But, uh. But, but, I, I think Rock is wearing out his welcome. <laughs> Well, come on, like with Skyscraper Rampage, like, uh, it doesn't really matter. Like, people are going to show up for a, a movie. I mean, I love him. He's great, but it's like, it was kind of like, okay, this I've seen this character like three other times just this year. So this is like uh, That's what the Rock always plays Dwayne Johnson in these different scenarios. Like well, they're the, what do you mean the same? I mean they're the same. He plays the same character, and he always. That's what I'm saying. He, he plays the same character in and every has, movie he's in. Has he yet to have a son? He always has a daughter. Yeah, yeah we said that the other day when you and I talked. Yeah, he always has a daughter. There's some Never. sort of movie like logic there that that's like you know we like to see him relate to a little girl, you know, not necessarily have a son. Yeah, he's never had a son. Never had no, a, son. a son. He had a son in Skyscraper, I think. I didn't see that. <laughs> Take my rock really quote away. Integral to the to the story, not like uh, you know. I just uh, yeah, yeah maybe. Everybody love, but you know, I, I saw I go online and I listen to other podcasts and other critics thinking I'm going to hear some funny people making fun of it, like I thought, like me and Alex were doing in the theater when we saw it. And everybody loved this movie. I was like, did did y'all see the same movie as I saw? How could you love this movie? I mean, I, I get it; it's action, and you know, you're not supposed to take some of that stuff serious. But even so, it was just there was just it was just bad. <laughs> it's just well, bad. where I mean, Fast and Furious is an absurd, you know. Yeah, but you know what? Here's movie. the thing. I, right, and I rewatched all the Fast and Furious last week, 
and they were they still held up. They were really good. I mean, they were they were fun, really good movies. This one just wasn't. This one well, just this was, they were going for action comedy. Didn't work <laughs> for me. It, it didn't. And I, you know, some of these critics were like, you know, they had a great uh, rapport and they had great chemistry. No, they kind of were just kind of lame. It, the jokes were kind of stale and. My dick's bigger than yours. No, my dick's bigger than yours. And no, oh, I mean, oh god, it was just terrible. It was. I didn't hate the movie, but it was. Yeah, it. it I hate it. Could it. have been way, way better. Like there, there's definitely some choices that I did not agree with in that movie. Well, uh, but yeah, you know, specific, Brad, it is the exact same plot as Tango and Cash. So the sisters there, you know, uh, I guess uh, the rock is, is cash and Statham's tango. Uh, it made tango and cash look like a documentary. <laughs> I mean, it was god awful. Uh, my favorite part, though, I mean, other than, you know, going to rocks. Hometown of some wherever the hell he was, you know. Let's uh, let's hide a virus that could wipe out the world in the most wide open space that you possibly can, with no guards or nothing, with no weapons. Uh, uh. Well, and here's the thing: the stakes could couldn't have been lower because at any time they could have just killed her. <laughs> At any time during that movie, they could have just killed her, and then, uh, hey, it sucks, but the world's going to keep ticking. It, so. Oh, God, that was so terrible. Anyway. anyway. I give it a, I gave it a PMR rating. Uh-oh. I give I'm it a two. Stuff. I give it a two. There you go. That's a that's a solid. I will never go see it again, and you can go see it if you want. <laughs> I won't stop you from going to the theater, but I will never go see this movie again. Never. I'd probably agree with that. I'd probably give it a two as well. It, I mean, if someone if someone could literally say, "Ron, I will give you." Twenty dollars to sit through this movie, and I would turn it down. Wow! I may I may watch it for fifty bucks, but uh, I'll have to see. And six bucks when it's out on the you know Netflix. He tells us that he's watched it again. No, but I liked it. I may have been a little off on that one. Like oh, the man. Captain Marvel earlier in this I podcast. Know. I know. I, I, I did like that movie. It's better the second time around. I'm telling you, y'all need to watch that movie again. I'll never know. You really need to. Uh, have you checked out uh, what we <laughs> do in Shadows? I fell asleep during it. Like oh, first, ten, first 10 minutes of it. I'm going to try it again only because that you recommended so it. Only because you recommend it so highly, but I and I gave can, it a shot. But if you can get first two episodes are good, mm, but episode what I saw three of it was just, is holy shit good. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Rewatch it. But it better it yes. better pique my interest episode a little bit three more. Is vampires versus werewolves? 
So, Guillermo. Hey. I want to ask. That's good. If we, it's it's Brad, an excellent. Brad, program. you watch it? Yeah, I've watched them. It's good. It's fantastic. I'll try it again. I mean, I, I Brian recommended it. When the office it. started, when the office started, you you didn't uh, you didn't get it either. So, oh, when community started, yeah, you're you're slow to catch on to stuff. I so. am. I am. I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. Definitely. Yeah. You need to watch it when you're not, you know, going when it's not ten o'clock at night. All right. Speaking <laughs> of ten o'clock at night, it's past my it's eleven. It's eleven. All right, Brad. All right. Brad is well, going to turn into a pumpkin. Let's so. uh, record again. Let's do another episode in about another month, maybe after Joker. No, let's go next week. We'll do it. Yeah, we need let's to do the, the 2019 year end wrap up. Yeah, let's just wait till December. You're, <laughs> you're absolutely right. Wrap up. I like the way Brian's thinking. No, we're going to do one next week. Next we'll week. Hit it strong in 2020. Hmm, yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, I think we got to call it quits soon. What? Honestly. Oh, my yeah. God. Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah. No, I didn't know no, no. block. No, no, no. Good Rod's word. rants. That would be good, and you could just write whatever you want to. You could nice. just send him a Word document once a week, Brad, and let him just <laughs> spill onto that Word document. And he can send it back to you. You can tell him you're posting it places. Yeah. He'll never check to verify. Yeah, no one ever calls me and like, hey, Brad, when are you going to post that episode? I do. I always listen to him. I listen to it. I listened to our last one. Right, well, that's, that was the one listener we had. <laughs> you, you raised my hopes up there. I got really excited. All right, well, I'll try to get this one put together in a few weeks. And, uh, All right, well, no, no, no. We'll record next week. Well, maybe. All right, until next time. Well, let, this is the cliffhanger that everybody tunes in to find out if we actually record another episode. because We will record next week. Until next I got some time. stuff Save it for the podcast. Next week, guys. Good morning.